Holy Fricoli! How are you, my friends, my gringos? How are you today? Are you having fun? Welcome to the Harland Highway. Yeah, it's me, Harland Williams. How are you? Welcome. Welcome to the show. Uh, we got some groovalicious stuff lined up for you today. And don't go yawning on me. Don't If you're yawning right now, don't, because that's one of the big topics today. We're going to be talking about yawning and the proper etiquette with yawning. We're going to be talking about laughing, which is kind of like yawning. Your mouth is wide open. We're going to be talking about annoying driving habits, and you all have them. And then lastly, we're going to the celebrity races today. So put your helmets on. Let's go riding right down the Harlan Highway. <laughs> you just made a wrong turn. Would you kindly shut your mouth? Onto the Harlan Highway. Oh, it's lovely. It's just lovely. The Harlan Highway. Hi, Harlan. I'm Teddy Ruxpin, and I'm your friend. Riding down the Harlan Highway. I'm not your daddy. Okay, to start the show off today, I, I want you to listen to this noise, okay? Just just listen to this sound, and then we'll go from there, all right? Check this sound out. Did you hear it? Did you? It's, it's like a hollow, like a drone, like a, like a vacuous cave, uh, an empty space just full of air. Like a suction hole. Yeah, well, that's what I imagine when I see people out in public, and mostly I got to say the ladies, and I'll tell you why in a second. But that's what happens when you're walking through the airport or you're walking through the mall or you're walking somewhere, you're at a party, anywhere where there's people, someone just opens their mouth with the biggest, longest yawn you've ever seen. Like, you can see their fillings. You can see their molars. You can see their wisdom teeth. You can see their epiglottis. You can, if you look deep enough, if they yawn wide enough, you can see right down into their stomach and what they ate. Oh, it's just horrific. It is horrific. It's a horrific, whining, horrible. God, do you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever seen it? And here's where it comes in for the ladies. And maybe if you're a woman, it works exactly the same way for you with a man. But I remember I was in line at the airport waiting to go through the baggage check through thing. And this gorgeous brunette, almost close to a Cindy Crawford was standing in front of me, man. And it was one of those girls you just couldn't keep your eye off her. She had the tight sweater and the tight jeans and the heels and the long brown hair and the exotic look and just really sexy and beautiful in a classical, classy way. And, you know, what guy doesn't think, wow, I wonder what it would be like to, you know, be with her to kiss her or, you know, whatever. You know, it's not uncommon for people to think those things. 
And, uh, you know, I was probably in close proximity for about, like, six minutes because, you know, those damn security lines. So we're walking through, and we get to the other side, and you got to stop and put your shoes on and repack your belongings in your little bag. And I just happened to look up, and there she was, and I was like, God, is she pretty. And then all of a sudden, she did it. She she did that long giant morning yawn. And and here's the thing, she didn't cover her mouth. This classy, beautiful Cindy Crawford lookalike just I was waiting for bats to fly out of her mouth. I was I was almost waiting for a prehistoric cave bear to start rushing me. <laughs> You know, I'm like, oh, my God, I wish I had a spear right now or a fishnet to catch the bats or something. And I was like, it wouldn't have been so bad if she just covered her mouth with her beautifully manicured hands and her painted nails. And it just would have been, oh, cute. Look at her. Oh, pretty girl yawning. So tired. Oh, cute. Cinnamon cute. But instead, it looked like it looked like a giant... You know how uh, great white sharks and whales come speeding up from the deep? They target like a school of fish on the surface of the water or a seal. And they just torpedo from the depths of the ocean and their mouths are like gaping open so they can make sure they ingest as much possible food as they can. And here's this beautiful girl. All of a sudden she's like... It's like a, a, a slow-motion scream in a movie. And her teeth and her eyes are watering and her, her mouth is stretched. It almost looks like someone stuffed in a, an invisible baseball. Like, you don't even believe people can yawn that much. It's almost like those anacondas or the uh, pythons in the tropical rainforest. You know, they, they actually have to dislocate their jaws to swallow prey that's triple their size. Like a, an anaconda will actually dislocate its jaw to uh, engulf a, like a gazelle or a peccary or a, you know some kind of giant hoofed mammal with horns and antlers. And their mouth will open. It's just enormous. And then they'll swallow this thing. Oh, and I, I was like, oh, my God, like, when they look right at you and they're yawning, that gaping chasm, like the bat cave, you're waiting for the... You know, you're waiting for the Batmobile to come flying out. Or you're Even worse, you're afraid you're going to get sucked in like they're creating a vortex. Their, their mouth is open so wide, it's just like... You know, you're going to get pulled in like, you know, when there's a, a you're in an airplane and someone punctures the fuselage or a window blows out or a hole emerges in the side of the airplane and the air pressure and everyone gets sucked out of the airplane. <laughs> That's what it feels like. This gorgeous 10 out of 10 girl went in an instant from 10 out of 10 to like danger, danger, warning, warning. You're about to be sucked into a black hole. Warning, warning. It's just disgusting. I'd rather hear a chick fart than watch her just open her mouth like she's about to eat a dinosaur. God, and so there you go, girls. Just cover your mouths, man.
Is it that hard? And ladies, like I said, I'm sure you feel the same way. You turn around and there's some hot dude and... And their lips, like, they're yawning so hard, their lips stretch right up over their gums and over their teeth, and you can see right up into the top of their gun, gum line. And Oh, God. So simple manners 101, cover your mouth, but don't cover your ears because you're here on the Harland Highway. We all love to laugh. That's probably why you listen to this show. You'd like to laugh. But I got to tell you, ladies, there's one place you shouldn't laugh. Just don't laugh during sex, okay? I know it's cutesy and maybe you think it's fun and it's giggly, and but you know what? It's just a mood killer. Uh, you know, sex is intense. Sex is serious. You're doing your thing and all of a sudden, you know, we got our eyes shut and we're like, oh man, yeah. And then all of a sudden we hear. (laughs) (laughs) We're like, what the hell was that? (laughs) Nothing, I'm just having fun. Well, don't be having fun. Just do your business and make that your fun. But it's fun. I just lo- I'm so happy to be with you and this is I just love rolling around and <laughs> Stop it. Okay, we'll tell some jokes when we're done. I'll give you some knock-knock jokes. We can do an old Eddie Murphy routine. I can do some charades. Whatever you want, we'll have a big old giggle. But when we're in the middle of the action, you don't need to be laughing. (laughs) Okay, let's turn the table here. Let's say the dude's doing the work, okay? He's giving you all the pleasure. And right in the middle of it, we're like, (laughs) Hey, that's a good one. (laughs) Okay. Be a little disconcerting, wouldn't it, ladies? You'd be like, what the hell's so funny? Is there something wrong with me? So just keep it intense. Keep it focused. And keep it sexy. And keep it on the dial right here. At the oh-so-sexy Harland Highway. <laughs> I got to say, though, man, okay, some of the best laughing ever in your whole life is probably um, laughing when you know you're not allowed to laugh or you're not supposed to laugh. And I know you can all think of a moment. It's like, to give you an example, whenever you watch those blooper shows, you'll always see the newscasters. They're not allowed to be laughing. They're delivering the news, but there's always a blooper where one of them just something gets said or they see something that just hits them the wrong way and they lose it. And you'd think, okay, I'm on TV, I'm broadcasting live, I'll get this giggle out and be on with it. But there's something about human nature, there's something about being a human that when the laugh is forbidden, when we know we're going to get chastised for it, when we know we're not supposed to do it, it just gets worse. 
It just gets worse and intensifies. And I remember driving home once uh, with my aunt and my uncle, and me and my cousin were sitting in the back, me and my cousin Chris. And we started like, you know, we were just giggling. I was like, yeah, whatever. And then all of a sudden, my aunt turned around. She says, if you guys laugh once more, I'm pulling over this car, and you're walking home, and I'm going to beat you, and I'm going to throw you in front of an 18-wheeler, and I'm going to stomp on your head till your eyes pop out. Well, it wasn't that bad, but, you know, you get the drift. It was very threatening, and we just couldn't stop laughing, man. We were, like, wheezing. You know that that wheezing? When, and when you're not allowed to laugh, you keep it in. You try to make it a silent laugh. So you're, like, kind of... You know, that wheezing, like, almost like a heart attack laugh. And somehow it just intensifies your need to laugh. And it's the best feeling in the world when you know you're not supposed to laugh. It's it's like maybe you see someone trip or maybe someone says something or you're sitting with someone and maybe they said something and it's not particularly funny but you found it funny, or they're like kind of a, a living character. Uh, character. You ever meet people like that? Like just the way they talk and the way they are. Somehow they set you off and you don't want to laugh because you know they'll catch you laughing at them and it'll be insulting. <laughs> I remember when I was working as a, as a lumberjack way back in the day. We had a We had a big mess hall and we'd all sit together and me and a couple of the other foremans were sitting with this new foreman that showed up. And this guy was like a local yokel. Like, you know, we were the guys that came up from the city and we took the training courses and the safety programs and we had to take the St. John's First Aid Ambulance course and we knew had to know how to save lives and dress wounds and cut down trees and wear our helmets and our goggles and steel-toed boots and, you know, we had to... We had to do it all, you know, that whole overprotective, politically correct kind of protocol, right? So I guess they were short-staffed, so they hired some guy just from the local small town, and we were up in the middle of nowhere, and this guy shows up at our lumber camp. He's wearing, I'm not kidding, a Hawaiian shirt, shorts, like not not like track and field shorts, but just like old man type of shorts, you know, like khaki shorts. And he's got Birkenstock sandals on, no socks, bare feet, probably the least safest shoe for doing brushwork or working in construction. I mean, do you imagine a construction worker wearing Birkenstocks? The guy had the gold chains and he had the hair from the 70s and he was a little overweight and we're out there working in the field with this guy and I guess he didn't get the memo. And because he was such a local yokel, I guess the, the, the guys, you know, running the camp with me didn't want to say anything to him. So here's this guy running a chainsaw, running through the bush, chopping up trees, stepping over like dangerous rocks and pointy branches and who knows what else in his Magnum P.I. Hawaii shirt and his sandals. And when we went down and had lunch, we all get to the mess hall, and we're all sitting there, and he sits with us, and he just starts talking. He's like, oh, Jesus Christ, it's hot out there today, eh? 
Oh, and he kept saying, Jesus Christ, hey. <laughs> and at first, we, we both, all, all the, me and the other like four foremen started looking at each other like, did he just do that? Did he just say that? He's like, oh, Jesus Christ, I dropped a big tree today, Jesus Christ, hey. <laughs> and we just started laughing. And then when we looked at each other, we'd laugh harder, and he kind of didn't catch on to that we were laughing, and he just kept going and talking, and we were buckled over crying. We couldn't eat. We couldn't move. I think we had to leave the table, and he's just sitting there totally oblivious, doesn't know what we're laughing at, and it's him, and we're trying not to be rude, but I don't know. I'm going on and on about it, but... uh, Maybe I should get back to some comedy so you can actually start laughing yourselves instead of me talking about it. Thank you very much. But anyways, those are some of the best laughs in the world. Right there. Right now. Right here. Jesus Christ, Harlan. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, Hey, this is Harlan Williams here with you. And uh, we try to bring you a lot of comedy here on the Harlan Highway. Which is which is nice. It's always good to laugh. You know, you know the old saying, laughter is the best medicine. You've all heard that. Laughter is the best medicine. And so feeling that I had a little humor to offer to people in the world, uh, hoping beyond a wildest hope that I'm making you laugh. I took the old laughter is the best medicine thing to heart. And I went over to a hospital the other day. And I go in, and I find the floor with the sickest people I could find. And I go in, and I start laughing at them. And I don't know. It doesn't look like they're getting any better to me. Uh, This whole laughter is the best medicine thing, just I, I don't think it really works. They actually look pissed off. You know, I'm there doing my thing, trying to help out. You know, this is all charity. I just walked in and started laughing at them. And not only were they not getting any better, they're, they're like little heart beepers started going crazy. Like, beep, 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 beep. I think a few of them might have flatlined. And then, you know, I take time out of my day to go and try and heal the sick. And I'm standing there pointing and laughing. And, like, the, the administration, the nurses and the doctors come and like throw my ass out on the sidewalk so so much for doing charity i try to be a giver i try to give back to the community what do i get i'm on my ass in front of saint mary's of our lord hospital with a big cut in my forehead now i'm going in to get fixed up it's a vicious circle laughter is the best medicine don't believe it but keep on laughing Right here on the Harland Highway. Okay, and here's something that isn't funny. In fact, here's something that makes my stomach turn. You you ever have this happen? You're driving along. You know, you're on your way to a meeting or you're going to the store or something. Everything's normal. And you look in your rearview mirror as you're stopped at a light. And the car stopped behind you. There's some nerd in there who looks like they're having a rave, right? They got their tunes on, their radio, 
and they're singing along and they're bopping their head. And I saw a guy the other day actually clapping, taking his hands off the wheel, <laughs> clapping. And he's just singing and bobbing. And you can't hear the music. You can't hear the lyrics. All you see is this nerd, like, lip syncing to nothing. Uh, you know, and you know what the, the worst part of it is? I'm guilty. I've done it. Okay. Here's the, here's the catch. It feels great when you're the one doing it. You're, like, happy to be alive. You just fell in love. You just got a job. You just won the lottery. You're bopping away to your favorite tunes. Yeah! You know, you're bobbing your head. You're, you're kind of pointing with your fingers. You're doing the air drums. Right? You're clapping. You're doing the snake. Whatever you have to do. But remember, as as much fun as you're having, remember that the person that happens to look over or pull up beside you or see you in the rearview mirror thinks you are the biggest dipwad, nerd, loser (laughs) ever born, man. It just looks really stupid and annoying. And then part of you might even be like, well, why is that person having so much fun when I'm having such a crap day? Where does that person get off rocking and rolling when I just got fired or I just had a crappy day of work? What the hell is that? What kind of news did that guy get? How dare that guy have a better life than me, man? Are you kidding me? What's up? (laughs) Yeah, just one of those little quirky things. That, uh, you know, kind of crabby and cranky here. Maybe I should do some clapping and get in a better mood, yeah? Okay, here we go. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. The very next day, you gave it away. Yeah, nothing like wham, singing Christmas carols to get me in a good mood. This year, to save me from tears, I give it to someone better. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. Clap, 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 clap. Whistles, bangs, bangs. Good Lord. Just drive. <laughs> if you're going to have so much fun, pull over and invite me into your car so I can at least, you know, play along. Right? So at least I can play along. And speaking of playing along, man, what a great day, I think, to go to the celebrity races. You ready? Let's go. Guess what daddy's going to do for you today? Daddy's taking you on a special trip, boys and girls. Yeah, that's right. We are going on a special trip. I I thought as a little treat, Daddy, me, Harlan Williams, would take you out back to the Harlan Williams Celebrity Racetrack where we race the rich and the famous around and around on that racetrack. And uh, we've just seen some incredible races. It it can't be more exciting. And uh, we're going to go out there today. And uh, you are allowed to bet. You are allowed to wager. You never know who's going to cross that finish line first. So let's get down there right away with our uh, trackside announcer, Mr. Charles Parsley, here at the Harland Highway Celebrity Racetrack.
Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Charles Parsley here at the Holland Highway Celebrity Racetrack as we prepare for another wonderful day of racing. In lane one, we have Jack Nicholson. In lane two, O.J. Simpson. In lane three, Prince, pop star Prince. And in lane four, singer Karen Carpenter. And the celebrities are settling in. Jack Nicholson looks a bit restless. He's snorting. He's jumping up and down. And when I say snorting, he's snorting cocaine. It looks like cocaine. And Jack Nicholson is shot out of the gate. He's amped up on something. He seems to be leaps and bounds ahead of the other celebrities. He's really cranked up. But wait, suddenly he stops. He starts twirling around in circles with that devilish grin on his face, throwing his arms in the air as if he's in another world. And O.J. Simpson takes the opportunity to pass him. His arthritic knees banging together, his crinkled fingers as he runs down the track. And here comes Prince. Prince is making headway. Prince running, almost skipping and galloping as he goes. And Prince suddenly stops. Prince has stopped and he's applying eyeliner to his face. He's looking at the reflection in somebody's sunglasses and he's applying eyeliner and lip balm to his face. And Karen Carpenter's having a tough time. There's a slight three mile an hour breeze out there. The frail Karen Carpenter charging against the wind but can't seem to be going. It's almost as if she's standing still. Her legs moving but she can't get any momentum. And there goes Jack Nicholson. He's doing figure eights now and he's jumping up and down. He's throwing dirt in the air from the track and letting it land on his face as if he's playing in a snowfall. And O.J. Simpson making his way, trotting vigorously, puffing and puffing, obviously drop drawing on his former athletic ability from his football years. And Prince has now fixed his hair. He's fixed his hair, he's got some hairspray, and Prince is back in the race. He's running down the track. He's running down the track, and Karen Carpenter has started to move. Karen Carpenter, but wait! A Snickers bar wrapper is blowing onto the track. The Snickers bar wrapper, it's hit Karen Carpenter and bowled her right over. It's knocked Karen Carpenter on her ass. It's down to Prince and Jack Nicholson. O.J. Simpson, Prince and Jack Nicholson. They're neck and neck. Jack Nicholson grinning. Here they come to the finish line. O.J. pulls out a knife. He stabs Nicholson, who doesn't seem to feel it. And he rips Prince's throat out with a knife. It looks like it's Jack Nicholson. You know, it's O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson, in a most illegal victory, has murdered the other the other celebrities. It's O.J. Simpson and Karen Carpenter has blown away. She's gone off in the distance with the clouds. I'm Charles Parsley. We hope you enjoyed the races. Oh, what a race, what a race, what a race. Nicholson cranked up on something, and uh, poor Karen Carpenter blew away, and uh, Prince... Got his uh, pretty little throat cut by O.J. Man, neck and neck. And when I say neck and neck, those are what O.J. slashed uh, of two of the other racers, a neck and a neck. Um, And speaking of necking, I hope I catch you necking in the back row at one of my upcoming comedy gigs. Let me tell you about it here, folks. If you want to see me live, Harlan Williams, doing stand-up live, I am going to be in Washington, D.C. Thursday, March 11th through March 14th. Incredible club. Tickets go fast. Last time I was there, it just sold right out. So get your tickets soon. If you don't live there, tell someone who lives up there to go see the kid. Don't deprive them of laughs. And then, uh, as you know, in April... (laughs) 
April 2nd, I will be at a gorgeous theater, the Paramount Theater in Anderson, Indiana. April 2nd, doing stand-up and uh, improv sketch comedy. And then April 3rd at the Southern Theater in Columbus, Ohio, another stunning theater. Same thing, stand-up and whose line is it anyway style comedy. So call in, get your tickets, go to harlandwilliams.com, click on my stand-up schedule, and uh, from there you can get all the glorious information. And uh, a little more information if you want to call me and leave a message or a comment, or a criticism, or a compliment, whatever. You can read me a little poem if you want. I don't care. Do an impression, sing something. It's up to you. 323-215-1486. The number's there at harlowilliams.com. Love to hear what's on your mind, and if I like it, I put it on the show. Uh, Keep your letters coming. Keep your babies coming. Keep coming and coming and coming. And that just got really dirty. And ignore that last part. Unless you have sex while you listen to my podcast. And then uh, keep coming and coming and coming. And why did it have to get dirty right at the end? Well, that's it for today. I do appreciate you joining me. Such a treat. So good to have you here. Um, And as always, until next time, my friends, chicken chow main, baby. You put the boom boom into my heart. You make the sunshine bright like a glorious day. Oh, no, look out. Look out. Ah! Ah!